Welcome to r slash malicious compliance, where OP shows her teacher her boobs. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey. I don't know about you, but I do literally 100% of my shopping online. Because of COVID, I pretty much have to shop online because, yeah, I don't want to catch COVID and die. But on top of that, I read stories for a living, so I can't afford to sound like this for three weeks straight. Don't you hate it when you get to checkout and you don't have a code to put in that little promo code box? With Honey, you never have to leave that box empty. Honey is a free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically applies them to your cart. For example, I buy a lot of audio equipment and I just saved 15 bucks on a microphone with Honey at checkout. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. I'd never recommend something that I don't use. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash r slash. That's joinhoney.com slash r slash. Our next Reddit post is from Biddy Boo. So I'm a 24-year-old woman, and I recently graduated law school and started my practical legal training. For my training, we're supposed to have our webcams on for the majority of the time. However, my daughter is still breastfed, and the reason for me undertaking the training online is to care for her. During one session, she was a bit sick, and her feeding schedule was off, and I let the lecturer that day know. So, when I turned my camera off, everything should have been fine, right? Apparently not, because the lecturer called me out in the middle of class, and I reminded them of my earlier email. He said that while he agreed to me feeding my daughter, I needed to be in front of the camera with it turned on so that he knew that I was paying attention. I turned on my mic and said, I'm currently breastfeeding my daughter, but if you insist, you've got to be prepared for it. And he said that he was prepared, so I turned the camera on, and he went beet red and his mouth flapped like a fish and said, Okay, turn your camera off till you're done. He didn't comment again if I turned my camera off. What? What was this guy expecting? Sir, I'm breastfeeding. Okay, well, turn the camera on. And then you turn the camera on and you're breastfeeding. And he's, what, surprised Pikachu face? What? What were you expecting, dude? Our next Reddit post is from Matt Chica. So, about a month or so ago, I was pulled into the office by my supervisor and another one who was acting as a witness. The main topic at hand was that I would take an extra 20 to 30 minutes on lunch every day. When I explained that me doing this would kill some of my overtime and the company was saving about 2-3 to three hours of 1.5 times pay, it didn't matter to my supervisor. He said that I need to be more punctual because he needs me on the floor. Okay, that's understandable. I followed up with, well, does that mean that since I show up on time every day, I get to go home on time every day? He did not like that question, since he just got through telling us at the beginning of the night how everything needs to be done before we leave. So he put in the system under my work profile that he had had that conversation and that he knows that I can do better. Oh, I did better. Fast forward to last week. It's been almost a month of me taking shorter lunches and staying late to finish off the work for the night. My paycheck was the biggest paycheck I've ever seen since I took this position a little more than a year ago. I was excited, and I knew why it was this big. Unfortunately for my supervisors, they got into some heat for how much overtime I earned over the last month. Needless to say, they told us that we can't get any more overtime and that we can only work what our schedules tell us. (laughs) My other supervisor said, 
Y'all can take a longer lunch to help cut down on overtime. I jumped in immediately and stated that I would not be taking longer lunches because I was formally sat down for a conversation regarding that exact matter. I straight up refused to do it, and the supervisor who talked to me about it just stared at me. Man, it felt super awesome to say that to them, and for them to realize that I was doing them a favor this whole time. I actually got sent home early today because I've already accrued a day's worth of overtime. Down in the comments, we have this story from I'm a Pikachu. This sounds like what happened to me in retail. My supervisor said, Oh no, it's looking like we aren't going to be able to finish this area before the end of the shift. Can you stay late to help? Sure, but you know that I'm full time and that'll put me in overtime, right? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. We really need this done, so please stay over to help. They let me keep my overtime pay before, usually around holidays when they were desperate for help, so I agreed, thinking that I would get a nice paycheck. Two days later, my supervisor pulls me aside and says, Hey, so you know how you got one hour of overtime, right? Well, we need you to lose that by the end of the day. And we can't let you leave early because we need you until the end of the shift, so can you just take a long lunch instead? You want me to sit in the break room for two hours instead of just letting me leave early? And you said that I could keep the overtime. That's why I agreed to stay. The store manager unfortunately didn't approve it, so we need you to lose it today. Taking a long lunch is perfect. That way you're still in the building if we need you. But I won't technically be available. I'll be clocked out for lunch. Just take a long lunch for me today, please. Alright, but never ask me to stay late or come in early again. If I don't get to keep the overtime, I'm not wasting my personal time. Skip ahead to the middle of my two-hour long lunch break. The supervisor comes into the break room and says, Hey, we've got a customer that needs help out there. Can you take care of them? No, I'm on lunch, and if you talk to me about work again while I'm off the clock, I'm filling out a time adjustment form. If I'm off the clock, I'm not working. Cue a look of shock and annoyance from the supervisor as he stomps out of the break room to take care of the customer himself. Skip ahead a few weeks. Hey, we need you to stay late tonight. Someone called off. Nope. If I don't get to keep the overtime, I'm not staying late. But we need you. Everyone else said no. You usually help us. I thought you wanted to get promoted to supervisor soon. Yes, I do, but I'm not giving up my personal time without being paid for it. This is a job. If I work, I get paid. End of discussion. They tried this a few more times, and each time they were more and more frustrated that I wouldn't help them again. They eventually convinced a few people to do that long lunch nonsense to the point where some people had three hour long lunches, which was leading to the reason why things weren't getting done if people were sitting in the break room for half of their shift. I don't miss that store at all. Our next Reddit post is from Catastrophe. This happened a few years ago, around the time that I was 17. I had just started working at a small cafe run by a well-known family in our area. I knew some people who had worked there before, and they told me that, for the most part, the owners were great, chill, and laid back when it was slow. And, normally, they weren't bad about breathing down employees' necks. Their oldest daughter, however, who also helped run everything, was very peculiar. We'll call her Karen. I'm officially diagnosed with a hearing deficiency. Not enough to be considered deaf, but I'm more than just hard of hearing, so I wear hearing aids. 
My first day before we opened, my coworkers asked me if they could do anything else to help me out, and we eventually started talking about the hearing aids in general. While talking about it, I mentioned they had Bluetooth, so I could play music through them. Not that I would, but that I could. Karen had been in the same room at the time and said, You can't wear those. We have a no earbud policy. Then she tapped the policy paper posted to the wall. I protested, explaining these were hearing aids, not earbuds, and that I wouldn't be using them to listen to music while I was working. Her reasoning was that I didn't need them because I wasn't considered fully deaf, and that I was just doing this to get around the no earbuds policy. Can't wear my hearing aids? Okay, let's see how this goes. I placed them into the case in my bag and started my shift. I couldn't understand my trainer, I couldn't hear the customers, and I couldn't hear when orders were called to be sent out. Things were going extremely slowly. A couple of warmed pastries got burned because I wasn't able to hear the timers. Simple sentences had to be repeated multiple times, with people basically yelling at me just for me to be able to piece a few words together. I guess the cherry on top was me ignoring one of the owners when she tried speaking to me. Karen came up to me and tried addressing me about it, until she finally realized what was going on after she had repeated herself five times. By the end of that shift, I was allowed to wear my hearing aids. No questions asked. Our next Reddit post is from Waldo. Back in college, I worked at an on-campus fast food place. Your basic burgers, fries, wraps, and small salads. My shift started at 11.25 doing wraps. 30 minutes later at 11.55 when my coworker Josh left, I manned the grill and someone else did the wraps. Now, my coworker Josh was a typical Josh and it was his way or the highway. He'd get really mad when I would throw more burgers on the grill or flip something when he was trying to chat up the dishwasher. I did this because Josh had no understanding of how much food was required to feed college kids during the small breaks between classes. Eventually, he complained enough that I was told, Josh is on the grill until 11.55, so stop pestering him and do your station. So, I did. I stopped touching the grill. The next shift, he leaves at 11.55, and I get on the grill, and immediately throw down 40 frozen raw burger patties. Two minutes later, the cashier starts yelling, Where are the burgers? Sorry, I just got on the grill, and Josh only had five in the warmer and three in the window. I know we almost always have about 100 students between 11.55 and 12.20, and they almost all get the burger meal, but I was told not to touch the grill. The burgers finish after a few minutes and the next batch goes on, but the grill has cooled a little so they take even longer. The line of kids waiting for food is longer than the line of people ordering, and management is pissed. I get chewed out for not being fast enough, and I just ask, do you want raw burgers or do you want to talk to Josh? It only took one more shift of this for them to realize that my meddling was actually what kept us afloat during the lunch rush. I'd often cook an entire grill of burgers while he was swinging and missing with the dishwasher. They eventually printed out a sheet of how many burgers slash chicken needed to be prepped for certain rush times and gave Josh a very stern talking to about how to be a team player. Also, Josh sucked because he would cook all the burgers well done. Like, really well done. Then, they'd sit in the warmer for another 5-15 to 15 minutes, so you were eating goddamn hockey pucks. He ruined so much ground beef. He eventually got moved to salads and stock because he couldn't be trusted with anything that was fast-paced. Management saw how much faster everything moved when he wasn't joshing everything up. So, I fully realized while reading this story that a cute girl was a dishwasher and he kept hitting on her. 
But still, did anyone else imagine with the way that he phrased this story that this guy was trying to, like, make out with a literal dishwashing machine and he kept getting shot down? Our next Reddit post is from Stereo and Cooking Bacon. Back in the day, we moved to a new town, and on our first night, we discovered the phone company gave us the phone number of a Chinese restaurant that had closed six months earlier. Literally dozens of times, each Friday and Saturday night, our phone rang from people who had the old menus, back when there were paper menus. I figured that if I just told everyone that they closed, it would only be a couple of weeks before the call stopped. This is how the calls went. Hi, China Blossom is closed. You've got the wrong number. 80% of callers would be like, oh, sorry, bye. 10% of callers would be like, what? Why did they close? When did this happen? Do you know another good Chinese place? They really closed, huh? They were real good. So did they convert the restaurant to apartments or something? What's that like? Note, I wasn't living in some abandoned Chinese restaurant. I just had their phone number. But the other 10%, oh, that other 10%. No, they didn't close. Yeah, sorry, they closed. No, I just drove by today. You're open. Cut it out and take my order. They closed. Bye. And I would hang up. Then the angry jerk would call back and I would answer because I'm stupid. And this was before you could screen out calls. And I would say, seriously, stop calling. They closed. Just effing take my order. I know that you're open. Sure. What can I get you? Then the guy would place his order. You want fried rice with that? Okay. 45 minutes. 45 minutes later, when the person is sitting in an empty parking lot outside of a closed restaurant, the phone rings. What the hell? There's no lights on. The door's locked. Where's my food? I told you, they closed. Click. Down in the comments, we have a similar story from Kiwi Jeeves. This reminds me of a time when someone called my free phone business number thinking that it was the Pizza Hut. They were extremely drunk, and I told him three to four times that he had the wrong number, but he continued to tell me that he had the right number. He was extremely rude and arrogant, so I took his order. It was pretty big. 15-odd pizzas, multiple different toppings, and a bunch of sides, all ordered for halftime of a rugby match. I could hear the guy's party in the background, and I kind of felt sorry for his guests, until he rang me back an hour later to complain that his pizzas never arrived. I told him, again, that I wasn't Pizza Hut, but he just wouldn't listen. I took his complaint, and he vowed to never use Pizza Hut again. That was an oddly satisfying Friday night. Man, I don't get it. Why argue with a guy who says they're not the pizza place? Are they expecting this random person to just, like, fire up their oven and bake a bunch of pizzas and bring them over? Our next Reddit post is from Life According to Me. Back in the early 2000s, I was a college student working at Blockbuster. At the time, it cost $3.70 to rent a movie, sometimes for just two nights, and the late fees were insane! We had a barcode on the side of the register that we would scan to give a dollar off a movie rental, but only when it helped us make an additional sale. The idea was to help push the overpriced candy and give a dollar off a movie rental. So, Blockbuster started a fundraiser for St. Jude's. I got annoyed because people would spend a ton of money on late fees, movie rentals, and stuff they didn't need. But on one Saturday night, I asked everyone in the busiest blockbuster in the entire state to donate, and I got two people out of several hundred to donate one dollar. The next day, I realized that I had to scan a piece of paper so the dollar donation would ring up. Hence, the donation was technically an additional sale. So, I started a new campaign of my own. 
anyone who agreed to donate $1 to charity got $1 off their movie rental. For the next three weeks, while the promotion lasted, with the customer's permission, I took $1 off the movie rental each time and scanned the barcode for the one additional sale that went right to charity. The customers were happy they could pay the same price and help a good cause, and I got to help collect a few thousand dollars for that cause, putting Blockbuster's own upselling methods to work against them. Aha, OP. Finally, we find out the real reason why Blockbuster went out of business. It was because of you. That was our slash malicious compliance, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.